How was your week, dude? And weekend? My week was good. The weekend was great. Um, we are just a couple of weeks out before finals, and then ultimately our Christmas break, right? So yeah. it's it's coming now, up. Do you get how does high school work? Do you get a new set of students in the fall or in the spring? Uh, some classes do. I have year long classes, so all of the students will be the same. There might be some that transfer out, but that's very rare. That's if they're <laughs> they don't want you. They're completely uninterested in the program. Are they? Yeah, yeah. I guess that. Uh, yeah, thinking about it now, like. I might not have had AP US history the same period, but I would have been with the same teacher. So like I might have had AP US history for fourth period in the fall and then maybe fifth period in the spring or something. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I'm still learning so much (laughs) about, about how things go. Another thing they asked me to do this last week, which kind of, they mentioned it a while ago and thank you for helping me with it is this school of choice video. Yeah, man. Cause they, uh, I've done one of these. Thelma had me do one for CSUN. Yeah, I mean, because people can go anywhere now. They don't have to. Yeah. I mean, th- that was always the case for college, but now they can choose any school in the district wherever they live. And so it, in order to justify Is that, uh, I don't teachers, think that's the case here in L.A. County. That must be a Ventura County thing. Yeah, it, it might be. Well, I mean, like they West can leave and they can to even... go to the school he goes to. I, I can't remember if... This other one that students typically would go to, one of our competitor schools way out in, I think, Westlake, Calabasas. Uh, if they can go that far, I, don't, I can't remember if they're in our district or not, but we can have someone that lives on the opposite end of our city going to our school. And what I was going to say was to, to justify paychecks and having X amount of teachers, they've got to have enrollment. And so it, it, I guess it makes sense to have this video. But And you know me, man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to to just make some cheap video. So I put together, I told them I was going to put together a shot list and they gave me the whole, I thought you were shooting this weekend. When, when are you trying to shoot this? That's another thing is that I think I have to do it. I need, I need some students in there um, and access to the school, which is fine. I'm going to get, I would get access to the school, but it'd be easier if there were students on campus just to have it look more lively. It's going to be in the next couple of weeks. Cool. So I was just, I was talking with the, the assistant principal that was giving me the whole spiel and she was saying, well, we kind of were supposed to have it in the newsletter last month, which is basically the whole yesterday. We needed it yesterday thing. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her, well, it's going to take me a while and I've got all my classes and I've got finals, all this stuff that I need to take care of kind of reading her. But she just, once she found someone that she thinks can do video, she's just all over it. She's like, no, I think yeah. you can do this. You'll, if you, if you got something together, Anything you put together will be better than anything we could put together. And this right. whole meeting, I was like, that was leading up to it because I know <laughs> in the end, I've been through enough of these where it's probably going to end up being just fine. A little bit of stress on my part, extra hours, you know, for the, over the next couple of weeks, but it's not going to be anything crazy. But by the end of the meeting, like after I gave her my whole thing, like, are you sure you really want this? I mean, all I really wanted, I just, I wanted her just to please say no. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pop. Yes. Nailed it. Here we are. Woo. <laughs> it's so sad, but so true. It is. Um, before we get into housekeeping, yeah, we uh, we had so many plans this weekend, and uh, we didn't get to do any of them because Wes came down with like a stomach bug, so no. his stomach was bothering him all weekend. So 
<sighs> so much so that like up to last night, we were like, we were going to go to Disneyland today, but then we also wanted to take the kids to Universal at some point before the new year, like in yeah. during the holidays. Man, maybe we just go to Universal tomorrow. But <laughs> poor little guy's stomach was so upset. Oh, um, man. So we didn't even get to go to uh, Universal today. We just laid around at home at one point around three or four. I went out and ran a bunch of errands until about eight and I came home with dinner. So. You were messaging me back all that whole time that uh, you were running errands? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, no, I remember standing in the kitchen Okay. Uh, before I left. I was going to say, you getting all those clips we and extracting chatting. them, we were talking with... Ah, uh, yeah, everybody was up <laughs> taking a nap. Once everybody woke up and came downstairs, I was out. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, gosh, so you said you have a whole bunch of housekeeping. I got one thing. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Uh, Spotify wrapped message from Jim. I wanted to talk about this. The one that did, so did you get this from from Jim Atkins, his uh, Spotify wrapped message? Thanks no, for being a listener. No, uh, no, I saw it. I maybe I did. I thought I saw Zach's, but that was probably from the main account. Wait, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is like a video message, I guess, went out to Spotify people like oh, on I didn't the Spotify see platform. No. Okay, so Andy McMahon, not Andrew McMahon, but Andy McMahon on the Facebook Jimmy World Fans Facebook group posted a screenshot or a screen recording of his video. So let me hit play on this and we can listen to Jim uh thanking the fans. Hey there, I'm Jim Atkins from Jimmy Eat World. If you're seeing this, that means you are proven by data to be <laughs> one of our biggest fans. Thank you so much for listening and checking it out. I'm so, I'm flattered that you found something we do you connect with and you've chosen to bring us into your life, your lives. <laughs> and um, it, it means a lot. We appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, he is, uh, he's posting that with a very large and slow fan turning behind him. Oh. So uh, somebody said, uh, I'm so glad that he sent me uh, one of his biggest fans, a video of him <laughs> with another one of his biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, Beth Ivy says that fan behind you, behind him is pretty big. <laughs> um, so, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I guess you weren't. Um, I was not. A, no, I was a top not, Spotify. Yeah. Man. I feel left uh, out and that's OK. <laughs> well, I sent you a link to the video. Um, next is the Spotify rap for Jimmy Eat World. This is what you were referring to that Zach had tweeted out. Yes. Um, yeah. Thanks to everyone who listened this year. Um, and it was, uh, did you, do, do you have these metrics up in front of you? I don't. No, no. Let's see if you recall. How many streams do you think Jimmy Eat World got in 2022? Is it in the millions? Yeah. Um. 175 million, I'd say. Not, not, I'm going to say that uh, in the grand scheme of things, you're not far off. 201 million. Okay. Um, how many listeners do you think made up that 201 million streams? Oh, boy. Uh, I would say this is pretty good considering, you know, think every record has at least 10 tracks. On right. It, Let's just 18 maybe million. Maybe not everybody listens to a whole record. 18 million? Sense. Uh, 27.3 million. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, that equals 9.8 million hours of listening in 183 Man. countries. Man, I love <laughs> metrics. I love data. And I love the fact that they're sharing that with us. Yeah. <laughs> this is the stuff that they see behind the, the curtain there. And so with that said, let us, the podcast, now share yeah. with the audience our Spotify rap. Because yes. as podcasters, we get to... Uh, we get a wrapped 
on our show. And it was pretty fun watching these metrics. I sent you a link to see it just in case you're able to follow along here. I'm going to go ahead and click jump in so I can read the first metric here. And uh, maybe we can bounce back and forth. In 2022, you did your thing. Your thing, the people, loved it. I'm going to go down to the next slide here. Wow, these animations. <laughs> I, I Let me talk about it. I appreciate the work that went into this, but man, is it slow. <laughs> you created. How many minutes of new content, Justin, do you think we created? Oh, man. Well, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, I was, I guess, why, don't you, why don't you go over it? 5,168 minutes of content, which I love. And they love this thing here. Uh, that's more than 98% of other creators in the music category. Well, our show is not short. No, um, it is not. <laughs> and going through these metrics is uh, not going to make it any faster. Oh, man. Um, you can't hear us, but we're clapping right now, they say. Oh, yeah. Okay, one episode really grabbed listeners' attention. Can you guess your number one episode? So uh, this is like a game they're letting us do. We've got uh, episode 132, Over, featuring Jim Adkins of Jimmy Eat World. Episode 119, Claire, featuring Joyce. Or episode 139, Blister, featuring Charles Miller of Outpost Print Co. Mm. Which of those three do you think, <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with Jim Adkins. That's episode yeah, 132. Go Jim Adkins as well. Although I wonder what would have happened if I chose the wrong answer. Yeah. Uh, got it. Uh, yeah. 132 over featuring Jim Atkins of Jimmy World had 999% more streams than your average episode. 999%. My goodness. <laughs> All right. Why don't you go ahead and read this next uh, metric? Ah, it was heard in 21 countries. Your top five were one, United States, two, United Kingdom, three, Australia, four, Canada, and five, Brazil. Nice. Are you making these animations? Like, are you skipping past the animation somehow? Because I went you back were able to, to read that whole thing Thank before you. I was. <laughs> your screenshots are helping me out here. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. I'm literally like sitting Waiting. here watching these animations <laughs> go, and it's it's uh, it's like watching a movie. Something magical happened between April 24th and April 30th. <laughs> you had 294 percent more listeners compared to your average week. That's got to be when. Uh, Oh yeah, that was def- it was April 29th. It was I yeah, think okay. the date that that one dropped. I checked. I had yep. I had a suspicion that it was the gym episode and sh- sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh whoever said sharing is caring was probably a fan of yours. And so this metric is now about who shared our episode. I yeah. Guess. Um you got those metrics? Yeah, I do. So your podcast was in the top 20% most shared globally. Here's how listeners spread the word. 50% via direct link. 23% through text, 14% through Instagram, 11% other, and 2% on Facebook. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, now, direct link means directly to a Spotify link. Right, right. So I wonder, I, I'm never sending out just the Spotify link. So I guess maybe people are listening on Spotify and using the share button that way. Um, or do you think it's taking that if people go to jimmypod.com slash listen? And clicking the Spotify link out of all of those. But how do they get that? Oh, I see. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think people. a lot of people are sharing it. 50% through that sharing yeah. thing? Like, I can't imagine that happens. Yeah. Who knows? Well, here's an interesting one. It's pop quiz. What percent of your listeners follow your podcast? Now, a follower is a, a subscriber. So if somebody clicks follow on our podcast... What percentage of people who listen to the podcast who may not have clicked follow actually follow the podcast? So if 100 yeah. people, for example, listen to an episode, um, 
and only half of those click follow, only 50% right. uh, follow. Now, that would, apparently is a high metric because these numbers are all far below 50%. So the metrics here are 18%, 9%, or 27%. I'm going to go ahead and click 9% just to see what happens. Ah, it does say try a little higher. Okay, so it does lead us there. And I'm, yeah. s- I'm so glad that, uh, that it is what it is, which happens to so, be 27 27% of our listeners have clicked that little follow button. Mm, I love it. And then this is an interesting metric. You're in the top 15% most followed podcasts. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of podcasts in the top 15 of all podcasts, but that's kind of an interesting metric and makes it feel like, oh, maybe 20% followership is actually a pretty good metric. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say so? How are, I just don't understand Spotify as a platform, especially a podcast platform. Like, how are you listening to a podcast without subscribing to it? Right. Yeah. I would never do that. I don't think. Yeah. I don't get I guess it if somebody sent me one episode and we're like, oh, listen to this. I may not subscribe to that podcast, but that seems so few and far between. Um, uh, anyway, this next section, what are Jimmy Eat Pod listeners like exactly? I and you're talking about the personality. Yes, I absolutely very love that they do this. Because I am, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very intrigued by by personality types. And that the fact that they've created these personality types for our listeners. So, yeah, what is our uh, would you like me to re- personality type? Our personality type, the listener's personality type, is the enthusiast. Your listeners are super fans. When their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know, going above and beyond to show their support. I love that. that fr- I imagine Friday morning, people getting ready, going to work, driving in jogging, working out, listening to Jimmy Eat Pod on that day. That's like a good, I I feel we're the ones that, that are creating it, but the people that are listening to this stuff, maybe that's what makes their weekend. Starts it off like, let's listen to Jimmy Eat Pod. Yeah, I hope so. I think it's a good metric, like giving people the, I don't really look at our metrics until Monday morning. Like how did the episode do over the weekend? Right, um, right. Because that's uh, th- that's that's pretty valuable time for people. But like you said, maybe they're going running errands. Maybe they're doing a you know they're able to go out and do a jog or something. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. And I think most of our metrics come in over the weekend. Um, this next metric has to do with I guess our ratings on uh, yes Spotify. Yeah. So it, yeah, it says listeners scored your podcast five. Yeah, I, I hope look- it's out of five. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to look at it again. Does it does it say how many ratings we have or it just has the Oh, uh, you'd have to tell me, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't uh And then it says, "Have you been working out?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see because your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. Oh, oh, wow. Uh let me look if I can see this. I want to see if it open this in a an incognito window cuz when I'm logged in it just doesn't show me anything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'll go over this metric while you look that up. This is your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. 50% were up 56% in listeners uh, compared to last year. We're up 49% in followers compared to last year. We're up 23% in streams compared to last year and up 15% in hours listened uh, compared to last year. Oh, good, man. Uh, I love I love the numbers that are increasing. That's great. I can't seem to find it. This is another strike hmm. against Spotify. I can't well, I remember, find any I was going to say, uh, uh, Futures Past, Steve's Rare Music, um, had mentioned that I think it took him a while to find even how to rate the podcast because I think right. it comes and it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where it is. It should be right up front. 
especially yeah. with five or rating of five. Yeah. yeah. Something you want to uh, show. This says you and your fans have something special. And there's a big animation. You're a top 10 podcast for 160 fans. You're a top five podcast for 113 fans. And you're the number one podcast for 39 fans. That's pretty grad. I love that. Yeah, that's an amazing one. Yeah. Uh, that anybody like uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know what that means exactly. I guess just like those 39 people like between the time an episode comes out and they listen to it is short enough that they they uh, mark them. As yeah. A number one fan. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I, the fact that I see number one and 39 fans, I'm <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> Whatever. However they get to that, that result, I'm happy with it. So let's oh, see what man. the last page is. We've made something special for you. And I guess it's just a uh, a little metric similar to Zach's what Zach had shared. Um, and it says uh, 49 episodes for the last year as of this recording. I'm sure if we open this metric. At the end of the year, actually, it would say yeah. 51 or 52 episodes. 5.1 thousand minutes, 21 countries, and up 56% in listeners. That's mm-hmm. what our little metric page, similar to the bands, says. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yes. Pretty, pretty cool. We just finished up a large interview. I guess we could talk about that. Um, Roller Queen, we did not plan on having an interview for. And then uh, and then we had Elliot of uh, Rad Dad, Bad Dad podcast reach out using our website's contact form. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it was just so serendipitous. Like, he was like, oh, I saw you guys hadn't done Roller Queen yet. Um, I was like, do you want to be on that episode? Because it literally comes out next week. <laughs> yeah, um, right. So I just, I'll just... Like, uh, we had already recorded the interview, like you said, days before. So um, as of recording right now, we already did, <laughs> like, an hour-long interview. Um, so I am parched because I yeah. did not <laughs> set myself up for success. Well, partake Um, some of that tea, man. Go ahead. I will. I am burning my mouth a little bit, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, that is, uh, I, I wanted to address, uh, having Elliot of Red Dad, Bad Dad was really fun. I hope everybody enjoyed that interview. Um, it was fun hitting up a, a a new podcast fan, but a old school Jimmy world fan. That was, oh yeah. It's always good to come across one of them. Um, place your debt remix. Did you hear the place your debts remix? I heard a little bit of it. Yeah. Did you like it? Are you a fan? I said, I don't love it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. Let's listen to a little bit of it. We'll we'll do a place your debts episode. Um but this is remixed by TW Walsh. It's got a five 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 vibe. Yeah, it does. Taking a chapter out of the uh, Fru Fru book. Yeah. The house will collect its mark. How do we keep making? (laughs) (laughs) That was also a late discovery. After we recorded the interview with uh, Elliot, I'm over here nervously just turning knobs on my soundboard (laughs) and didn't realize that somehow I programmed. The Wilhelm scream into my, one <laughs> into of the knobs. A knob. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're in the middle of talking about like what a movie means to us, and uh, you hear the Wilhelm scream just come out of nowhere. So anyway, yeah. Place Your Debts remix came out. T. W. Walsh. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about more more about that on the Place Your Debts episode. Some pretty cool stuff I found out about that remix already. Good. Good. 
Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I had something ah. on my uh, housekeeping here from oh, uh, yes. Matt, Matt Schlosser. <laughs> I messaged him promptly. Oh gosh, I said, yeah. I think I texted him back or, yeah, I had to. It was the next day. I said, sorry, man, I butt dialed you. And then uh, he messaged me back. I sincerely wish I would have woken up and answered. <laughs> <laughs> and you sent him the audio clip of us. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. Mid mid call. Like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to listen to that clip real quick? It's only. A few, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here it is. I, I had it queued up just in case. Here it is. <laughs> All the more justified that I was taking pictures of it to put on eBay. Rubbish, I tell you. I'm finally almost caught up. Oh boy! Did I call him? Are we oh god! <laughs> what was this called, Matt? <laughs> hey, let's get Matt's on the phone now. Yeah, Matt, yeah, yeah right. I just clicked about the to button, man. Um, I'm gonna have to text him and say, "Hey, dude, sorry, dude, it's one o'clock where you are." <laughs> I was wondering why this damn thing asked me to for the microphone. <laughs> It's like, yeah, sure, I'm not going to well, not allow button? the microphone usage. What's it asking for? <laughs> the fucking ring. Oh. What's funny is I'm holding my phone in my hand. I was like, did I call somebody? <laughs> Shit. Sorry, Matt. Incredible. Oh, man. I'm glad, it, <laughs> I'm glad it caught both of us by surprise. Neither yeah, of us knew so what the good. hell was going on. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, I wish he would have picked up. That would have been fun. Also, you yeah. probably would have sounded groggy and we would have felt bad. Yeah. Go back to bed, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, in doing research for today's episode, I don't know why I went to like I think I was in the Wayback Machine and I hit present or something and took me to Jimmy Eat World's current website. They've updated their website. They have. Let's see it. I want to yeah. see Jimmy. Is it Jimmy World it, like Place your debts or, uh, vibes. Or do they? They have dot com, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, this is cool. They look good. Yeah. They super simple. Good. Looks like a MySpace layout almost. Um. Or like a like it, it looks like a social media page where it's like got their logo it, in like the profile photo area. Yeah, um, and then but like super the, simple, like super clean. Post. It's all it needs to be. But news, and we'll read this, is a blog post from Jim about the song "Place Your Debt." So if you haven't seen that, go ahead and go to JimmyWorld.com, uh, check that out, um, and we'll cover that on the "Place Your Debts" episode when we get to it. Heck, um, yes, but pretty cool. Um, lastly, uh, since I was there, I clicked on the merch button. There is new merch. Um, I assume it's all still there. One cool thing that they have is a futures woven blanket. I'm up to here with fucking woven blankets, but I would. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm on the fence about getting this. It's eighty dollars. <laughs> How much? Looks really cool. Eighty. Oh boy! Yikes! Yeah. But it, woven it, I mean, blankets. It there cool. it is. Um, but yeah, uh. a new uh, bleed American hoodie. <laughs> um, they have um, Blink One Eighty Two did this same price. Uh, forty five dollars. Uh, Blink twenty two called it a Fuku box or a fuck you box. Um, but, oh. <laughs> um, I guess Japanese retailers do this a lot, where they basically are clearing out their website, and you can basically get a mystery bundle of stuff for forty five bucks. And usually, what you get inside there is stuff is worth more than what you're paying. So it always ends up being pretty. I mean, even now, like how much? Yeah, these t shirts are thirty five dollars. So ten dollars more, and you get a, a mystery bundle of usually three or four things. So yeah, that. They've got a mystery bundle here. A friend of mine's boyfriend is a big merchandise guy. We should have, he does all of uh, Blink-155's, uh, mer- they call him the Merch Pundit. And uh, oh, yeah. he reviews <laughs> Blink-182 or other band merch. Uh, we should have him on to uh, to weigh in on how good is this band merch. I'm so out of the merch game, I don't, I don't have real opinions. Um, but he might, so... 
um, that could be a fun Patreon episode or, or even having them on a regular episode. But yeah, um, new merch. There it is. New merch. Jimmyworld.store. If you're uh, interested in that is all the housekeeping I have. Excelente. All right, man. Shall we jump into please say no? Yeah. All right. There is an ASCAP page with uh, uh, nothing necessarily of note. Um, this is from the album Damage. It's track six of ten. It was released, according to Jimmy Wiki, and uh, I confirmed it elsewhere. Um, <laughs> just that's where I pulled it first. June 11th, uh-huh. 2013. Uh, produced by Alan Johannes and Jimmy Eat World. Recorded at Alan Johannes' studio, which I found out while we were doing our interview with Elliot last week um, that he has moved. And so that studio is no longer. Um, but it is in Hollywood, or it was in Hollywood, California. Um Written by Jimmy, world singer is Jim, features nobody of note, because um, they weren't listed anywhere. Uh, this came out on RCA and as an exotic location recording, uh, published by Do I Get a Pickle With That Music. Uh, no demo that I know of. This song was played 29 times, 17 of which were Jim, 12 of which were Jimmy Eat World. The first time it was played was May 3rd, 2013 at Strummer's Village Tavern in Yuma, Arizona. And most recently, it was played September 14th, 2013, at the O2 Academy in Bristol, England. Um, so all 29 times that this song was played were in uh, 2013. Um, mm. Notable high notes of G4, notable low notes of F sharp 3 and A2, and the A2 is obscured in the mix. According to the uh, website that I go to, it was underlined, which means obscured in mix. Um, 26.7 thousand listeners have scrabbled the song 120.7 thousand times, 15 of which are from me. Justin, how many scrabbles do you have of this one? I've got 46. Ooh, which, wow. Yeah, surprising for a record that I don't go back to that often, willingly. Yeah. Now, how about everybody else? Where does this sit oh, in the right. ranking on Spotify? Let's see. Um, please say no, David. Please say no. Please say no. All right. This sits at, um, okay, I'll give you a point of reference here. Appreciation and damage, 3 million, 2.5 million, respectively. I will steal you backs at five, right? Please say no is at 1.4 million. So not the lowest on the album. The lowest is Bye Bye Love, which is- Which has how many streams? Sub 1 million. It's 877,000. Wow. Yeah, not a, not a lot of listens on this, but um, please say no is like eh, right in the middle. Yeah, right there. Um, this song is a G major key, 9B Camelot, 102 BPM, and at the longest track duration for the record, please say no weighs in at 4 minutes, 41 seconds. Shall we jump into lyrics? Sure. Uh, you had mentioned that the lowest note was an F sharp three or something like that. There's an like F sharp that. three, but the lowest note is an A2 that's oh, okay. obscured in the mix. Okay, because I was going to remark about in the chorus, I, I love a good walk down. And when when there's a song in no, G. No, 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 no. Yeah, E minor is that relative minor. The only way to get from a G down to an E minor in my book is to walk down, and he does that. So you, <laughs> you play the G to that D with the F sharp bass. That's that little, that's the one mm. step in that walk down and then down to the e minor but i just like there's so many songs that that i play that are usually in g and uh i always walk down love that he does it in this song okay so on to lyrics this track is please say no 
Please say now, no. What was a bummer, and let me know if you have a way to get this. I'll send you this link. Is you, remember when you had sent me that link of the handwritten damage lyrics? Um, yes. This I unfortunately the first two pages of Please Say No, handwritten by Jim for MetroLyrics.com, um, are dead. No. Um, and I, is, do you have any other way that you can think of to resurrect these? Um, J-E-W, please say no one and J-E-W, please say no two. And my guess is. is, let me take off the web archive thing. I'm assuming this page is dead. That's why I have a web archive version of it. Yeah, site can't be reached. Yeah, let's see. Image source here. Oh, this is I will steal you back. Um, please say no. Yeah, I can't really. Just dead find links. It. Bummer. Yeah, man. So archive it or and I went through all the I think there's three pages or three dates that this was crawled and and saved. Um, all of them are missing pages one and two. So I can only speak to what Jim literally wrote down for page three. But I okay. will go through the lyrics that I have from the liner notes. Okay. And, and I think it's pretty clear. This this uh these lyrics are pretty clear. Yeah, so the, as I was saying, the, the title of this track is Please Say No, so keep that in mind as we go through. Uh, there's a lot of lyrics. This is quite verbose, so I've broken the verses in half. Uh, mm-hmm. if I, so yeah, if, if anything does sound out of place, I know that you don't, you don't have it to cross-check me, but if anything does, just go ahead and check me. So this is how it starts out here. Uh, it was a freezing night and not a single cloud. I had a couple in me, so I reached out, and then I heard your voice felt you all inside. I prayed for the distance to keep us in line. Ooh. Uh, I think at the, this evening he's got a little liquid courage on one of those uh, solitary, exactly. cold, yep. lonely nights. Been there right. when I was uh, single. <laughs> Sounds like they expected to say one thing, but then uh, was completely turned around by the sound of the other's voice. Maybe they had intentions of breaking things off or having a really tough conversation, but then they heard that I heard your voice, felt you all inside. I prayed for the distance to keep us in line. They're hoping that the distance, physical distance, keeps them from falling into the same place that they have in the past. Mm -hmm. If that's a phone call or if it's just they're physically distant from one another. But there's things I've done you understand like no one else. There's pain I kept buried deep inside myself. I've been saying for forever, hey, that's not me. But me with you is who I think I'll always be. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a mouthful, and there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I feel like there's a special bond between them. Even though they've mm-hmm. got this deep-seated pain, even going as far as denying it, they've always been their true self around this other person. And unfortunately, that person wants to be with the other more than vice versa. Like, it's seemingly a one-way street right here. And I also love that the last line, but me with you is who I think I'll always be. So I was, mm-hmm. I was looking at this. This album came out in 2013. Me with you, similar to you with me from mm. Integrity Blues 2016. And then always be is who I think I'll always be. Chase this light 2007. Not necessarily that it means the same things as those tracks, but reusing these lyrics. I love when he reuses lyrics because it's almost like, oh, is this like a hidden message? Yeah, Tom um, definitely did that on Neighborhoods in the song After Midnight. Um, He calls out, for sure, Miss You. That's all I remember at the moment. But he calls out several songs, always um, a couple other songs. Yeah, it's and it's, uh, I don't know, just it makes you think that maybe there's a tie-in with all these songs. But, I mean, this not with, clearly not with uh, You With Me, because that was three years in the future. Yeah, later. Yeah. But it does make you think. 
All right. And then the chorus. Interestingly enough, in the liner notes, they don't separate this from the verse. It almost looks like it's a continuation of the verse. Yeah. But now I did go after I went through my annotations, I did check out song meanings and it. I I had the same issue with deciphering this as a couple of other people did. But I think I figured it out as I went as I went back through and looked at the at the bridge. So I reannotated some of this stuff. But this is the chorus. So he says, please say no, please say no, please say no, please say no. Say anything you will, except how you'd have me still say anything but no, and I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. The really tough part here is the say anything but no, and I'll go, I'll leave. Mm -hmm. So if if you were to say, if you, unless I hear no, which makes me stay, Mm -hmm. I'll go. But it's, I think it's, there's a piece missing that will get to a little bit later. So we're at the point where they've broken up. We're looking at the album. If we look back at this album, let's see. I think we talk about this. Appreciation damage is when you start to realize there's a problem. Book of love kind of falling back into it. I will steal you back. That's when this person is trying to bring them back. They were maybe, I don't know if they weren't, uh, if, if they weren't true, if they went behind someone else. But please say no is that time when I think this is, what did I put in here? The arc. I don't know if I put the arc yet. So I think we're at the point where they've broken up. Still no idea on whose perspective this is from. I really don't think. I used he at the beginning, but you really can't tell. Um, it's, it's a booty this call is the, song. Hmm? It feels like a booty yeah. call song. Yeah. <laughs> Still no idea on whose perspective it's from. It's the bargaining slash depressed part of the breakup it's a simple response here but there's so much conflict tied to it like deep down they want to hear a yes which might perpetuate their relationship but they know that it's Mm -hmm. not what they should hear yeah Uh, it it should be a no so they can let go and move on right you saying no confirms that this is a bad idea if you don't say no i'm gonna go i'm gonna spiral and and we're gonna that's do something exactly and that's how i think jim wants this song to be understood so far so we, we're still not entirely sure what the go refers to i'll go i'll go away i'll i'll go on my own i have no idea so we continue with the verse here it was the peak of summer and i thought i'd drowned we couldn't get close all the kids were around but i could read you plain you want a different life someday hell you might ruin mine uh and i think earlier in the year or maybe pri- in the prior year they could sense, like let's say the summer before, they could sense something was off. Either the other wasn't invested or they were starting to drift apart. The situation had them in public where they could be lovey, but maybe it was using the people around them as an excuse. They just couldn't connect like, oh, the kids are here. We shouldn't really sneak off and, and be promiscuous here. But really, that's not what they wanted to do. They One of them felt like summer the camp other was... vibes from the beginning of that, cor- of that verse. What, what kind of vibes? Summer camp. Oh, like oh a- totally. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah, that that could have certainly been where this this took place. But for whatever reason, one of them is not necessarily invested in the other. Uh, I've lately come to wonder what it might feel like if one last time we went and did this right, and someone no one possibly could know our names, someone no one bothers to remember a face. I think this is that person rem- reminiscing about what could have been. Like if they had the chance to do it all over again, nobody there to interrupt, nobody there to distract, nobody there to come between them and their feelings for one another. Who could know? Who who could know in this situation where no one's going to remember us, no one's going to care? But who could know? Who could know? 
Who can know? So, yeah, who could know? Now, I think this is an interesting part, and it's one of those moments when Jim's bridge opens up or at least turns the page onto what is really going on here. So it's the chorus again, and the chorus is the same. goes on to the end, say anything but no, and I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. And then the bridge comes in with you, with you, with you. And here we have it. This is where they're planning to go. If they don't hear no, then they're going to continue on with one another. They'll try again. They want to try again. Um, so tell me what tell me what I want to hear so I can continue with this, making the same mistake because I can't live without you. Uh, verse three then, if all you're really hoping for is peace of mind, don't come to me with questions. You'll just waste your time. Exactly what you're looking for is what you'll find. All I see around me is a losing bind. Is that is ah, that what you have there? No. Jim's handwritten lyrics say uh-huh. it is a losing fight. Ah, all I see around me is a losing fight. Thank you for that. And it does say fight there. in the liner notes as well. Okay, great. But I so, jumped over to Jim's handwritten lyrics to yeah. now we're at the end. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Is a losing fight. No, they both they both know the other realizes the disconnect. They also both know the an- the answers to the questions that they want to ask. They'd be fighting a losing battle. Uh, it's over, and one of them needs to make that tough call. It's just tough, man. Please say no. Say no. I, it's not what I want to hear, but it's what we should hear. Uh, and so that's that moment when he or she wants to go back, but knows it's the wrong answer. It's now, not you had right a choice. question about the chorus. Yes. And you you said there was a question on on uh, song meanings. I have Jim's handwritten lyrics of the chorus here. Okay. Please, comma, say no, each word individually underlined. Please say no. Say anything but no. And I'd go, I'd go, I'll go. Okay. So two I would contractions and one I will. Okay. Contraction. I'd go, I'd go, I'll go. According I would. Jim. I would, I would, I'll go. I think that third one is the, it's that uh, they're giving in. I'd go, I'd go, I'll go. I'll go. It's a sad song. The whole album is pretty, pretty morose. And none of the liner notes have the I would contraction. It's just I'll go on everyone. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, And then the chorus again and him repeating, say anything but no. And I'd go, I'd go, I'll go. So those are the lyrics. There you have them. Terrific track. This feels mm-hmm. like a Jimmy Eat World song. This feels like a uh, futures style song. It feels like an Integrity Blues style song. Um, well, from the Wikipedia, they, Wikipedia says, "Please say no" is a ballad that evokes the Bleed American song "Hear You Me" and utilizes electronic elements during the chorus sections. It sees the narrator telling his partner to express no after pleading with uh, to take him to a place where no one knows them. But you you feel like they Jimmy World's pretty synonymous with ballads, right? That's mm-hmm. that's uh, like I, their. I I uh, it's uh, we talked about this in um, a recent episode how Taylor Swift has her like gel pen, her glitter pen, and her quill, um, right? And this is definitely like the uh, the quill song for Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's the it's the series where everyone kind of quiets down and listens to the listens to the story because this is this is heavy stuff. Yeah, real heavy, Doc. <laughs> and I did see that Wikipedia line about it. Uh, Sammy Maine 
uh, from Drowned in Sound, who gave this album a six out of ten, was the one that likened this to Hear You Me. Yeah. Were you able to find that article? I couldn't grab the article. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it says, uh, please say no. Again, turns to the soppy Jimmy Eat world. It's like a much, much duller version of Hear You Me and the kind of song that many a mushy guy will no doubt cover oh, on yeah. YouTube. It would be much better <laughs> if they'd get rid of the heavily reverbed laws detracting attention from an actually okay chorus. Uh, yes, there it is. And, it uh, is down at the bottom of my list. <laughs> yeah, there were three um, three articles in that one Wikipedia line. The next is from punknews.org. Um, Brian Yancey gave it a four out of five, this record. Did you get this? Uh, this uh, That one I actually don't have, one? no. Okay, this one says, heavily strummed acoustic guitars anchor ballads like the title track, Lean, and the pleasantly atmospheric Please Say No, the latter also incorporating a few electronic elements into a subtly escalating chorus that almost drowns out the reserved vocals of Adkins. Really, Adkins is pretty reserved throughout Damage, while the music tends to louden and hover over him. And lastly, from that Wikipedia article uh, line, uh, altpress.com Scott Heisel, who gave this album a five and a half out of five, uh, had one little <laughs> small blurb. I don't know if you caught this. Mm-mm, five and a half out of five, huh? <laughs> Four and a half out of five. Did I say Okay, five there we go. Yeah, you did. Um, but hey, I'd take a five and a half out of five. There's a lot of fives <laughs> on this line I'm reading. Yeah. Um, he just said, it's literally one line. Please Say No is a lush ballad with spot on backing vocals. So that's what we got from Scott Heisel about this song. Yeah. In his altpress.com article. Yeah, I've got a few other ones. Uh, let's see. This one is from Music Om. 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 Jimmy World Damage, UK release date, June 10th, 2013. Jordan Mainzer. Okay, <laughs> let's see if I if I read the proper thing since I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the source code here now. <laughs> While oh, those clever girl. <laughs> While those concerns among diehards might be temporarily muted by standard Jimmy World lead single, I Will Steal You Backs, Back, Damage's title track, Book of Love, and especially Please Say No, all expose a softer, sensitive side, as opposed to a screaming, sensitive side, to Adkins and Jimmy World. As Please Say No's contradictory main plea involves a lover telling his girl to say no after begging her to take him where nobody will know their name or faces. A timeless and endlessly relatable topic, even if it was done light years better, in Wolf Parade. I believe well, parades, I'll believe I'll anything. Believe in anything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. That was music. Um, yeah. Interesting. Source code. Never thought to use it. Mm. I used uh, 12 foot.io will uh, or 12 ft.io will give you a little like a uh, address bar where you can plug in paywall links and uh, interesting do his bef- best to remove them. Well, that was nice of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good article. Um, uh, oh, I did have this. Um, the vinyl came with a download card for the entire album in MP3 format. So if you got the vinyl, you got a download card to download the entire thing as an MP3. That's so wild. It's like, uh, what, early 2010s and that... The, yep. Do they still do digital it downloads? Like just at the resurrection of vinyl. Yeah. It's so wild. It's just such a transitionary period of, of for music. Well, <laughs> I, it was like it was like the time when uh, MP3s were becoming the main thing, and artists weren't getting as much of a cut from that. Yeah. So it was incentivizing. Okay, buy this vinyl, and you'll still get the digital version that you want. 
but the artist will get a bigger cut. I think that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. Although now, like, if I get the 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 download of an album, I'll download it to have it, but I just, I don't know, I never utilize those files. Me neither. Um, I'll put them into Apple Music, and then Apple Music will, like, combine it with their streaming version, but, like, I don't know what. I think I figured out what's going on with yours. Uh, I think it just uses your iCloud space. It's got to, right? When you put your music into iTunes, it has to. And that's what it, travels I mean, around. I guess the files just aren't that big. Yeah, I guess um, not. Yeah. I'd have to sit there and utilize music and make like a smart playlist of my tracks, like mine. Yeah. And see how many tracks I actually have. And download them and see how much space they take. Like, I guess, yeah, maybe it's only right. a couple hundred megabytes. Right, because so then I, I was know. thinking, why doesn't Spotify do it? And maybe there's some legal reasons, but they don't sell they don't sell any space. The one, you know, right. it, Apple's, that whole ecosystem is just built around space usage and putting all of your stuff that you own in one place and making it really simple. Yeah. That's like, that's, yeah, does Google, uh, what, is it YouTube music now? Like, if you add your own song to YouTube Music, does it put it in your Google Drive? Right, I imagine you know they I mean? would. And they would do it silently right. because it's such a small file, and it would just calculate into your whole... Yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about... Uh, this is another record where, you know, each page, like the, the page for the lyrics on the liner notes here are on uh, the Rick E. Birch page. Um, so each page as you flip it as a band member oh ah, yes this is the ricky birch uh, page huh <laughs> <coughs> excuse me this is on the ricky birch page and i want to talk about the photography on this uh on the liner notes was done by michael ellens um and michael ellens did the uh e-l-i-n-s that seems the, like the first time we've heard that name michael ellens yeah right um and that's why i wrote it down i was like oh um and uh, if you google michael ellens stuff uh, I see a picture of George Lucas. That's pretty great. Um, that uh, I'll just go ahead and say that he took the photo of. It does say he's career, creative director slash finishing at Bond. Um, and Bond took over the space of Aaron's records on Highland Avenue. Oh, How really? How cool is that, dude? Whoa, that's yeah. who went there? <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Yes. Mm. Michael moved to Los Angeles from his hometown, Chicago, in 1986, establishing himself as a top conventional entertainment advertising and editorial illustrator in the early 1990s he made the transition to digital working on iconic key art such as batman and lord of the rings in early 2000s michael pioneered photo illustration designing photographing and finishing covers and features for variety uh vanity fair rolling stone time newsweek wired entertainment weekly new york magazine the new york times magazine and many more. He also created album covers for Katy Perry, Alanis Morissette, Tenacious D, and numerous adv- advertising campaigns for clients, including Progressive Insurance, Harley-Davidson, Showtime, Nickelodeon, Fox Searchlight, and Sony in 2019. Receiving his Returning his to his first love, Michael joined the Clio award-winning entertainment advertising agency Bond, where he leads a team of incredibly talented finishers. Mm. Pretty cool. And yeah, Bond, yeah. I'm pretty sure is in the old Aaron's record space. So that's kind of interesting. Kind of, <laughs> kind of a trip. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give Michael Ellens a follow and see if, wouldn't that be cool if we could get him on the pod? Yes. <laughs> uh, I've got a um, couple more. So you did the drown in sound. There's that. Yep. 34 street, 34th street. There's a th in there. Um, this was June 14th, 2013 at 9.30 a.m. Cassandra Curiosis 
And Periatsis. her name was Cassandra. It was Cassandra. Uh, it looks like an album review. From the opening guitar strumming on Appreciation, the first track, you will be acutely aware that Jimmy World is staying true to their sound on Damage, their eighth full-length studio album. By the end of the song, you'll also be acutely aware that they've kept their hearts on the same sleeve that they've always had them on. The beautiful thing about a band like Jimmy World is that they have maintained their musical identity throughout their 20-year musical career, but with new uh, each new album, there seems to be something original created. Early tracks, Damage and Book of Love, play like most classic Jimmy songs, with emotional and very real lyrics played over solid, upbeat rock tunes. This will most likely be the most frequently played part of the album in your iTunes because the back end of the album tries to balance out the more upbeat openers with slower, more saddening tunes. Please say no and never, no never more. No never more. That's weird. Achieve their goals well, but the album hits a little bump with the too slow bye-bye love. Interesting. That's the one that uh, does the worst in the metrics. Um, I guess not much else to say with Please Say No, other than it's sad, which I agree with wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, I, I have wrote a big, long note to Michael Allen. So go ahead. Hoping, hoping, uh, hoping we hear back. That'd be that'd be rad. Yes. Uh, this is the first time I, I think I've ever been on WithGuitars.com. This is With Guitars Music Magazine. Ian Weiss, June 10th, 2013 just reviews the record june oh, 10th nice. or hmm? nice june 10th or the 11th if you're reading this from the states we'll see the release of the new album damage by u.s email legends jimmy world via sony owned rca records i'm going to be honest and say i dropped off the jimmy world bandwagon after the after the release of bleed american so i have no Whoa. idea what the band have been up to for the last 12 years and thus can't compare damage to any of their recent records shouldn't be too much of a problem right I mean, without sounding insulting, a Jimmy World album is a pretty complicated thing. It will contain souring sing-along choruses, heartbreaking ballads, and enough pop sensibility to make you wonder why the band isn't massive like Aerosmith or Nirvana massive. And he goes on to say, uh, Elsewhere, the band slows things down with Please Say No, a distressed tale of love's missed opportunities. The guitars are reined and featuring some lush backing vocal on the chorus and a typically melancholy vocal delivery from Atkins. Was there any other it was was there any other uh credits on the vocals or is this all Jim doing the laws? Uh, there was no credit of anybody being featured on this track. Okay. I imagine it was him. He's he's very good at doing the falsettos. And I don't even think that was falsetto, it was just that higher pitched law. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have is IamTunedUp.com. What is this? Review, Jimmy World, Damage 2013 by Ryan Getz. Damage is long overdue in my book. Take that as a backhanded compliment, but whatever. Point is, Jimmy World have been on one of the most consistently, or been one of the most consistently solid bands in my library. From the classic Bleed American to the underrated and breathtaking Invented, this band is a pillar of modern emo-influenced alternative. Damage is a solid effort, but following Invented, and especially in comparison to Futures, I'm left semi-wanting. It wouldn't be a Jew record without a rousing opener, and fortunately, Damage holds up this precedent. Appreciation, while not being a stadium shaker like Bleed American or a soaring anthem like Futures, gets the job done. Mid-tempo tunes are the backbone of Damage, though, with such highlights as No Never and the title track. A haunting ballad makes an appearance, and it may be one of the best of the band's career. Please Say No is one of those tracks that is haunting in that way that makes you return again and again, yet never crosses into the... Gosh, this is so depressing, I can only take this in small doses territory. 
I've seen bands try to accomplish the latter, and sometimes it really works, and sometimes it is just plain cheesy. I'm looking at you, Skillet. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? I think I huh. mentioned this. I was in, I wouldn't call it a worship band, but I, <laughs> we've gone on those searches of like what was what was considered like a Christian label and all that. Yeah. Uh, my first introduction was Skillet. And I think I had to look <laughs> at the songs because I, I looked Danny at Skillet. And have talked about Skillet on uh, Sadie Hawkins pod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We yeah five point nine million monthly listeners. There's a lot of people listening to these guys, right? They've got What's their top song. Oh, uh, monster! Can we hear a little bit of it. Monster. Yeah, sure. Here it is. Nice. Yeah. The secret side of me, I never let you see. I keep it caged, but I can't control it. So stay away from me. The beast is ugly. I feel the rage and I just can't hold it. It's scratching on the walls, in the closet, in the halls. Pretty, it's pretty. It's very early 2000s, like, butt rock. Right. <laughs> well, I was looking and I thought, what album of it? was theirs that I remember we played because we played in this guy's church. <laughs> we were practicing one time and I was recording uh, covers and stuff and I recorded a, uh, Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. Nice, yeah. And the guy's, the drummer, it was his band, or I'm sorry, it was his house we were playing at. His wife walked in and said, hey, you guys have fun, but don't play any of that Depeche Mode stuff. <laughs> I felt so out of place. <laughs> um, but I went and looked back at their albums, and it had to be, not 2000, oh, it was this 2000, yeah, Ardent Worship, Skillet Live, Who is Like Our God, Your Name is Holy, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. I swear, that was one of the tracks that we did. One of the one of those <laughs> tracks on that 2000 album was the one we would throw in with all the other stuff that we were covering. We did a couple Weezer songs. Do you think she wasn't a Depeche Mode fan, or do you think she thinks Depeche Mode is evil? I think she thinks Depeche Mode is evil. Wild. I don't know. The way that she said I guess, it made you know, me think I went to a Depeche Mode show when I was like 13, and I was very surprised at how many goths were there. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I, you know, I was also, I was I was younger, so I was maybe, I didn't sure. give her, <laughs> I had read it wrong. Right. But I thought, I ca- it came off like, don't play the devil's music in this house. Right, yikes. So I mean, we didn't she, play it. She knew, though. She's a, she's a fan. She just don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, and uh, oh boy, yeah, that was all I had for articles and stuff. I sent you a uh, an image that I posted out to Instagram this week. Is anybody yes. in this photo? And we found somebody in yes. this photo. Um, Justin Peterson got back to me, um, had tagged a friend of his in the record, and I think their response was, of course you're in this. <laughs> so I'm hoping we can get Justin on the podcast, on this on this episode, if we don't get Michael, or we get both on this on this episode. <laughs> um, but uh, pretty cool to finally have found somebody from the this, I guess it was like release day, and everybody was taking pictures and posting their photos to Twitter uh, with hashtag damage, and the band made a little collage and tweeted it out and uh and so i'm always like looking for people from this record from this yeah collage and we finally found somebody so i'm excited to find i don't know where justin is in the photo um but i'm excited to find them yeah um, <laughs> of course it's you oh <laughs> yeah 
Um, let's see, anything else? Yeah, that, that's it. Uh, oh, I have one. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, let me jump to two. I gotta, I gotta start a uh, a watch together. All right, but hit me. Um, you will recognize this reviewer because we've we've uh, we've talked about this reviewer before in the past. So here comes your watch together, and let me paste the link in here. All right, is it? I gotta jump to. Is it Mr. Movie Phone? Two fifty nine. It's not Mr. Movie okay. Phone. All right, I'm in. I'm ready. Oh Dang. yes, Couch Man. <laughs> Couch, the couch dude. Bring here we go. I'll give you some context here. Three out of five for the length. Top four songs of the the fourth best song is "Please Say No." Um, this song is slow. It's it's a little slower than pretty much all the rest. It's great, great jam. Um, it's nice and meaningful, and it just makes you feel something. Which I love music to make you feel something. Um. Third best. So uh, we've talked about this dude because he's got so many couches behind. Him. There's and they're all different, <laughs> man. I mean, the yeah. green. I think maroon, we joked that it's just like a, a a church. Um, like, oh yeah, like the, yeah. Like the basement of a church, or I, I don't know what it is. It's got like very fluorescent lighting, but like a blue velvet recliner, a purple velvet love seat, and then a green velvet couch. Like <laughs> it has all of the seats are represented. Yeah, and check out in the back. I mean. It, the big flat screen TV. It's got a turntable, a hi-fi system, and it's got rock band or guitar hero. <laughs> That's right. This yeah, yeah. A, or both. This is the the most comfortable room in the country right now. I love it. Anyway, I was so excited to to get back to this uh, this dude's reviews. Um, and he says the fourth best uh, song on the yeah. record. So that's pretty good. Um, shall we jump into community? Let's go there, please. I pulled one comment from Discogs. Um, now. This is uh, from the favorite play on March 22nd, 2014, posed a, poised a question that no one answered. So maybe we can answer it or somebody who's listening can answer it. I'm wondering if anyone can confirm that there is indeed a UK press. I see that this has a label code, but it has the exact same barcode as the US press. Um, so I, my guess is that the UK version has a label code as if it should be different from the U.S. pressing, but it seems to match according to Discogs. I know nothing about that, and unfortunately, Stitches and Grooves didn't have anything about that. So, if anybody else knows if there was a specific U.K. pressing, I'm not sure why they want it, but uh, <laughs> they're looking for it. All right, um, what do you got from Community? I got plenty of stuff. That's a whole bunch Sweet. of stuff from Reddit. I'll, I'll kind of rattle through this. Uh, this first one was from Greveling89 three years ago. Worst lyric from the band discussion thread. Inspired by this post, referring back to the worst Connor lyrics. Connor. Sarah Connor. Uh, Sarah Connor. I wonder what's your least favorite text or sentence in their catalog. And they went on to say, uh, as as the train approaches Gare de Nord, as I'm oh, sure yeah. your kiss remains employed. That was the line. As I'm sure your kiss remains employed. Uh, didn't like that that one from Polaris. But on the topic of this song, Kevin Nartinez says, the entirety of Please Say No, it always comes across like a lame-ass country song to me. I remember the <laughs> first time I heard it, the first lines, it was a freezing night and not a single cloud. I had a couple in me, so I reached out. Literally made me <laughs> groan. Probably uh -huh. an unpopular opinion here, but other than a few examples, I'm actually not a big fan of Jimmy Orl's lyrics in general. 
etc. Okay, we go on. Then Minty901 comments on that one. I like Please Say No for the story it tells. It's a very relatable tale about willpower and the conflict between heart and mind. A picture I picture a man standing in the future's phone box asking for his wife to take him back. He knows he shouldn't go to her, but he also knows that he lacks the willpower to pull away on his own. So he needs her to tell him no. I'll gush all day about the lyrics and damage, not only because they're very relatable chapters in an overall relatable story, but because they often get straight to the point with less of the flowery metaphors of their other albums. Mm. You could say the freezing nightline is a metaphor, but could also be a literal description. So nice things that Minty901 said. Uh, oh, I have a poll here. Exile on Dayton Street six months ago. Random poll. Please say no versus you and I. So you and I was that Wilco song. Which is a cover. You and right? I. Yes. Yeah. We have 112 votes. Where do those votes sit with please say no and you and I? I'm going to say 90-22, please say no. Very close. 79-33. Please say oh, no. Oh, okay. Not too far. Close. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think you and I was was going to have much ground there. Well, plus it was a cover, right? Yeah. So. Yes. Wow. Oof. This poor, out, this poor track. Uh, Captain Wiki Wiki, seven months ago. Worst <laughs> song by Jimmy album. Yeah. Um, he goes ahead and says, damage, please say no. Does it show up? Um uh, A-M-N-I-C-R says, please say no. No way. One of my favorites. It's so beautiful. And M. Cook 5 also says, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Uelksa, which we've had comments from before, um, also says, please say no. (laughs) Amelia Pond, 42, in response to one mil coming from that same list. One mil? (laughs) I won't stand for this. Please say no is on my depressed slash heartbroken playlist. (laughs) hey man when it hits you in the feels it hits you in the feels um in both the 2016 is this 2016 2016 hover over it it'll tell you there it is 2017 and 2019 uh damage survivor or survivor results yeah damage Mm -hmm. survivor results it it had the same spot uh please say no was in sixth place both of those instances Ooh, asked uh damage backing vocals one year ago paul v allen Mm. Re-listening to the album today and got curious about the backing vocals, especially on songs like Lean and Please Say No. They sound like a female singer, but the liner mm. notes and Wikipedia article only list the four band members as personnel. That makes me think of, <laughs> is it Flanders when he's screaming and Homer runs in and says, Oh, yeah. I heard a, I heard a woman screaming. It sounds like there's a woman screaming. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just Jim. <laughs> I, I swear. It, We'll go back. You and I will listen to it closely, and we'll, we'll both nod. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Jim. Uh, but at yep. first listen, it sounds like, oh, is that uh, is that Rachel Hayden or is that um, right CMA there, Courtney Marie Andrews? We don't know, but yeah, I'd say half the time it's Jim. Just <laughs> yeah, false out yeah. it up. Oh gosh, this was oh man, three years ago by Swing Set Clouds. Oh man, I've been thinking about this song recently, talking about Night Drive. The narrative is unsettling, giving me an impression it's about mm, being a being attacked in the car. Cherry lipstick connotates mm, a young right, woman. Yeah. yeah, we read that. I got a really long post oh, from boy. Song Meanings that I sent you a link to because I figured okay. we could tag team it. All right. But it got plus four. And even the one below it got plus two. Like, really? I guess pretty good interactions here on uh, Song Meanings. <laughs> the, uh, the top one with plus four is posted by... Angels and Lullabies on June 17th, 2013. So not long after the record came out. 
I'll start. All right. First, I'll preface this with the statement that Jimmy Eat World has been and always will be my favorite band. I love them with such a passion I can't possibly express. Their music has helped me through the toughest times in my life. Earlier this year, I read an interview with the band in that they said that Damage would be more of an adult breakup record, not a full, not full of breakup songs they would have written years ago, but breakups that have consequences in adult life. I think this song is the perfect representation of that. From the beginning, I get the impression of a now-divorced, separated couple who know that they're not meant for each other, but at least he wants so desperately to work out. From the first verse, I imagine giving a phone call to his ex after he's had a couple drinks, realizing that their lives are so hopelessly tied that he doesn't feel he can be himself without her. From the chorus, I get a lot of internal conflict. I'm not sure I'm interpreting it right because of the way it's phrased, but I imagine he's saying how badly he wants her to say that she's done, that they'll never be together because he doesn't have the conviction to walk away on his own. What I don't get are the last two lines. Say anything but no, and I'd go, I'd go, I'd go. It seems to be in contradiction to what he was saying, that if she says yes or maybe, that he would leave. I'm a bit confused by this part. Any clarification would be welcomed. As for the second verse, I'm imagining a flashback to when they were together slash married. I say married because mention of the kids, but that may not necessarily be the case. The flashback seems the, uh, the moment he realized they shouldn't be together anymore, that they were hurting each other by remaining together. The continuation of the second verse seems to be in the here and now, wondering what they were, uh, that if they were to get away from all of the people and circumstances that shape their relationship if they could make it. Pretty heartbreaking. Actually, taking this part into consideration and that the chorus is followed this time by with you, with you, with you, I think maybe he's saying that if she said anything but no, that he would go with her, leave his life and everything he knows and go anywhere with her. But with the rest of the chorus, he still wants her to say no so that he knows they've made the right decision, which leads beautifully into the last verse. The last verse seems to be her answer, in my opinion. I'm still imagining this as the phone call from the beginning of the song. She's basically saying that he already knows the answer he wants. Why dredge up all these feelings and memories when they both know that they could never be? However, much they may wish it otherwise. Anyway, in my opinion, this is one of the most heartbreaking songs they've ever written. I love it. Nice. Yeah, so they, they came to the same... Uh, I think I read the first half of this. I didn't get to the bottom. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but they came to the same realizations. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, good uh, good takeaways from the song. I'm trying to think, because yeah, I suppose it is. But say anything but no. Say anything but no. And I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Say anything but no. Right. It's it's confusing like, yeah, when you try to think about hard this, about yeah, it, right? Is it I'll go to you. Right, right. exactly. Say, if you don't say no, no is the only word that'll get me to, to back off. Stop. Otherwise... Yeah. I'll go with you. Whatever else you say, maybe. No yes. means no. Uh, <laughs> even an uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, yeah, I wanted to talk about at least a plus four yeah. on song meetings. That we, yeah, that's, that does that's not pretty happen. high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing good on Shoutbox. No, no JT O'Donnell. None. This was not oh. a top 100 track for JTO. Well, well, there you go. Well, there it is. <laughs> As Dr. <laughs> Malcolm would say. Um uh, on June 3rd, 2013, Please Say No was unlocked when Jimmy Eat World was running a scavenger hunt on Twitter. Listen now at damage.jimmyeatworld.com. How are you liking the songs so far? This is where I found Claire, 
whose handle is at static prevails. We may hear from her in a future episode. Yeah. Um, and Claire says, absolutely amazing. You guys never disappoint less than three heart. Um, and uh, anyway, that was where I found Claire slash static prevails. Um, and that Jimmy world was tweeting about the song. So June 3rd is, I guess, technically when the song was released to the world, not the 10th or 11th. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have any other community stuff? Uh, it did show up in a best four song stretch. Oh, um, yeah. It submitted two years ago. Best four song stretch on any album by Nez477. Who said it? Ah, yes. I was spinning free. I could also get behind Steel. Please say no. How'd you have me? No, never. And then Greveling89 replies to that. Posted mine a bit later, but mine has to be. Please say no. How'd you have me? No, never. Bye bye love. So they're a bye bye love fan. They think it's a really strong second half of the album. I really like bye bye yeah. love. I don't know why that gets so much crap. Yeah. I enjoy that track. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it did show up a couple of times in the best four song stretch. That is all that I have. On June 6, 2013, this is the last thing I have. Big Cletus posted to a Jimmy World's doing a Reddit AMA. And Big Cletus says, hey, guys, wanted to ask a couple questions. I forgot to ask when I met you guys. And I went to a few of those home state shows in Arizona. Thanks for the AMA. Number one, what's everyone's favorite song to play live? My favorite to listen to is Between Bleed American and Hear You Me. And I'll just go ahead and read the answer there because that's where uh, we get the answer from Jimmy World. Number one, what's your favorite song to play live? Zach says appreciation. Rick says get it faster. Jim says please say no. Whoa. And Tom says bleed American. So as of this response 10 years ago, June 6, 2013 at 2.01 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, um, Jim's favorite song was please say no to play live. Wow. That is interesting. Mm, yeah. So that's the last uh, That's the last little thing. And, okay. Uh, what was I going to say? I just saw I had a my little bell had an alert on uh, Reddit, and I was recommended a post from Phoebe Bridger's subreddit. I met Phoebe yesterday, and somebody posted a picture with Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, the algorithm is working. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, let's see. I've got a few, quote-unquote, other versions. So, Keith... J96. Did you see Keith J96 on YouTube? I did not come across that one. Keith J96, I thought was going to be an acoustic guitar cover. This is an original song that Keith J96 wrote. 13 years ago, this is the first songs I completed as a result of a life-altering spiritual experience. I hope this song will find a place in this world to make a positive difference. I hope you like it. And as far as I can tell, Keith J96 is semi-active. Posted a year, a video up to a year ago. He's got a song called Red, White, and Blue, and another one called Freedom's Not Free. Yeah, posts a lot of original songs. This was the very first song, the video that Keith J96 posted to uh, YouTube. 
It's interesting. He's wearing a Diamondback shirt, so you would right. think he's familiar with Jimmy. Eat World. Right now, this is older than Jimmy Eat World's "Please Say No" song. Oh, interesting. But kind of interesting, right? Yeah. So they he wrote a song. Yeah, the Arizona Jimmy. Sunrise original song. This is super fun. Did you see the interpretive dance? No, I did not. This is posted by the Blackguard. Let's see. And this is "Please Say No." Brady Kitchingham choreography. Brady Kitchingham's choreography to Jimmy Eat World's Please Say No, performed by Erica Stubbs and Brady Kitchingham at Village Performing Arts Center in 2013. I commented, great work. Pretty cool. cut off mm. but pretty yeah, cool yeah that was great we could dance that well i wish i i mean i guess that was like what i did in high school yeah. that was my pe was yeah jazz dance <laughs> like that but yeah um here's another i thought it was a fan-made music video this looks more like a short film project that somebody did um this is oh nine city skylights and it's uh mickey slash ian please say no and i thought it was a fan-made it video but there's like dialogue From Mickey's perspective, his fears of accepting his feelings for Ian, losing him, moving forward when he comes back, coming out, and then battling with Ian's illness. Hashtag bring Mickey back. They belong together. Ah, is this a fan-made video? Ah, (laughs) this is shameless, dude. Oh, that's... Ah, yes. We're back on the shameless tip. I thought this was like a student's uh, project. So Shameless comes back around on the pod. There it is. There it is. All right. Um, let's see. There's a GoPro test somebody did. That's what it is. Um, okay. I wrote great, but all it says is Grant Hamilton. I don't know what that means. Do you have anything named <laughs> no. Grant Hamilton? No. Here? Where did you find all this stuff? YouTube, I guess. Yeah. Get that filter. Let's see. Grant Hamilton. Ah, okay. Grant Hamilton. As far as I can tell, this is a band called Gaetano, G-U-Y-T-A-N-O. And they had an EP that came out called Please Say No. This has like 35 views, but this is great. This uh, teaser this is like a teaser video for the album. And it sounds so good. Yeah, 36 views. Gaetano. <laughs> yeah, man. That looked very DIY, but like well done. Like I felt like the art direction was good. Like their wardrobe was good. Their hair was on point. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought they did a great job. And they did that transition we talked about. That's the body wipe. That's right. They did the walk, <laughs> the into, walk the frame. into the frame. Um, finally, this didn't come up until way at the end. But did you know that there is a Devil Wears Prada song called Please Say No? No. Now, uh, interesting. I'm going to hit play. Why did, hmm, something tells me that uh, this is actually one of my covers. 
Well, there is a Devil's Word Prada. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. Devil Wears Prada. Um, the only I didn't know anything about this band, but um, I think Addison was friends with the drummer or something. So I'll play a little bit of their song. Please say no here on Watch Together. <laughs> Usually when another big band has a song with the same name, it comes up in my searches, but. Foot by foot down the stairs. No tinge of twilight between the floorboards. This was released three years ago, has 136,000 views from the album, The Act. Singing, it just sounds so exhausting to me. How? How could you do more than one song? I know there's a right way to sing that way, but damn. Yeah. Yeah. But then you always hear interviews with bands that are like that, and they're like, yeah, there's a right way to do it, and I don't do that. <laughs> so what, what do you, it's it's just a matter of time. Well, I think you end up like Adam Lazaro, yeah. and you sound like weird yeah. when you get older, because <laughs> he never took care of his voice. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, there's a couple live versions. One is from June 16th, 2013 in London. And this is, uh, the band I'm pretty sure. And the other I have is a Jim Atkins solo. Show. It was a peak of sun. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. No, it's a new song guys. <laughs> I'm not sure what song to play. Tom. Wait, how's the first line go? I hate fucking forgetting lyrics. <laughs> this is great. The first one's a big doozy. You know? I didn't even hear all we this. We were just talking about what an awesome show this was and how we're stoked we are. It's like one of our favorites like in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. So like, I was just thinking, I said, oh, this is so awesome. Wait a minute, I gotta think about the show now. <laughs> Classic. Oh, I see. He started in the second yeah. verse. That's why. The peak of summer. It sounds really good. Like a board record. those harmonies yeah get it Tom well that was really dang good. man so good 
Now let's hear, I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is Jim Solo in Denmark. Let's see if he gets the first version. <laughs> this is posted by Paco Mysterio. Ooh. This is August 22nd, 2015. I love his belt and shoe game, man. It yeah, was freezing night without a single cloud. I had a couple Ooh, somebody says, is he crying? Oh, don't cry, sweetie. Now I gotta listen as far until he cries. I pray for the distance to keep us in line. But there's things I've done you understand like no one else. There's pain I kept very deep inside myself. I've been saying for forever, hey, that's not me. But me with you is who I think I'll always be. Please say no. Thank you. 
Damn. I cry, but that's I was 100% invested in that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Damn. Well, um, I do have, I have three covers and a different thing. Okay. What have you? I got one cover. No, mm, two covers and a different thing. All right. Why don't you, oh, I guess, yes. Two covers and two different things. Why don't you set up text to speech while we listen to what I assume is snowy slash bl- snowy tilde bluey? <laughs> Is that your your other uh, thing? Let me see. What do I got? Uh, Nightcore. S- no, I got for. Are you talking on YouTube? Yeah. No, I got. I just got Sugar Pill. Oh, I've got Sugar Pill. I've got uh, SoundCloud, and then I have a uh, a YouTube Nightcore. Oh, damn. Let me play the YouTube Nightcore right. while you set up text right. to speech. This is posted by Snowy Bluey. Sounds like a Folgers commercial. Undeniable. Harmonies are so good in this. All right. Have you (laughs) text to speech ready? Yeah, I do. All right. It's Megan Golding with no intro with their version of Please Say No. All right. (laughs) It was a freezing night to not a single cloud. I had a couple in me, so I reached out. And then I heard your voice. Felt you all inside. I prayed for the distance to keep us in line. But there's things I've done you understand like no one else. There's pain I kept buried deep inside myself. I've been saying for forever, hey that's not me. But me with you is who I think I'll always be. Please say no. Please say no. Please say no. Please say no. (laughs) Say anything you will. Accept how you'd have me still. Say anything but no. And I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. With you. Nice. With you. With you. <laughs> yeah. Modified it there. I can't believe it's 240. This is like a Man. whole ass track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Megan. With All right. 3. Um, so what's your other thing? Uh, okay. So I came across one on SoundCloud. Yes. Right? That okay. one? That's the I other one, one I have. Yep. Or are you talking about yeah, the other okay. one that's not Jimmy? Correct. Yeah. This is on SoundCloud. I don't know it. I said it sounds tinny. Oh, okay. Yeah, I put down Sgt. Pepper, Tame Impala. Uh, that's like the style that you Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You want me to grab this Let's one? Let's peep it. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Here we go. Let's do. Oh, yeah, I hear this, Sgt. Pepper. No, 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 no. <laughs> Give me some Wilhelm. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> David remix. Disrespect, Miss CD Babone. No, 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 no. Sorry, it was, but but it was. I felt like that was necessary. A little yeah, Wilhelm. Yeah, you screen. can't request it once. It's not going to happen just yeah, once, right? And a couple of those. Uh, there it is. I'm all the <laughs> Slag my balls. Ah, uh, okay. Nice. Um, all right. Lastly, we've got Sugar Pill. Yes. Who covered it? I feel like two days after the song came out. Or yeah. Early. Um, so here we go with Sugar Pill. Please say no. Acoustic guitar cover. Yeah, posted July 30th, 2013. So a month and a half after. Classic comment. What are the chords you use? Oh, God. Literally has a picture of him. His entire guitar. Looks like he's in drop D, right? Yeah. You could tell when Jim was going to that E minor, it was just he was just holding his finger up against it. <laughs> yeah. This makes me want to play in drop D. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I never play in drop D. I just always play standard. Not necessarily the song, just my guitar is always in standard. Right. Me. Did you make a rave to Jay for this? I did, and it's terrible. Want to listen to it anyway? I haven't heard mine. I, I played a little bit of it when we were in the middle of our interview by accident because I went to the tab. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh this one was I can't even remember it now. From the articles that we were reading, it was the one song that they said, oh, this band did it better. Oh, yeah. So we'll we'll find out when I click the link. It's called No In Say Anything. <laughs> this, who is it? This is Wolf, Wolf yeah, Parade? Yeah, Wolf it's a Wolf Parade. Oh. <laughs> it almost sounds like a horn. Yeah, it gets really. <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> out the vocals of, out don't there. match well. Yeah. Mine is called Please No Say. And I believe <laughs> I mixed this with Devilish Product. <laughs> 
Please no say. It was a I was waiting for it to get better. <laughs> Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song? Please say no by Jimmy World. There's some tracks on this album that are really good. This is one of them. And hearing him play it acoustically, I'm glad you played that all the way through. It You can get the emotion that Jim's trying to transfer through the lyrics of this song. Um, yeah, it's a sad tune, but damn, man. it it I don't wouldn't consider it a banger, but I really like this track and going through the lyrics really helped me to appreciate it more. So yeah, I like this song. What about you, man? Uh, agreed. This is insanely underrated. Um, I will be coming back to this one. Never really considered it before. I think the lyrics really sold me on this one. So, um, and yeah, that acoustic one really yeah. sells and paints the lyrics. Maybe it gets lost in the full band version. Yeah. Um, but eh, this is great songwriting um, as a whole. So appreciate that it exists. And uh, for all of you who are uh, maybe uh, having a rocky end to your relationship or looking for a way out, or maybe you're out of a relationship, you don't want to get back in. uh, Just remember that you need to be excellent to each other. And party on, dude!